In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please do take a seat. Between the parables of the great banquet and the lost sheep, coins, and son, Luke records Jesus speaking to a large crowd about the cost of discipleship. This isn't an intimate discussion with his special friends, the disciples. This is a public sermon to the assembled Jewish people about what it means to be God's people. This is a reminder of what life should look like, what it should feel like, what it should be like, if one is to be serious about following God's way. Jesus is making it very clear to his listeners that God's way is his way, that he is the way. So the question for us this afternoon is, do we really want to be followers of Christ? Do we really want to be Jesus' disciples? Looking before and after this direct address, we can see that Luke wants his readers to understand that Jesus' invitation to discipleship is for everyone. The story of the banquet opens up Jesus' promise of a new life out to those who feel excluded or unwanted. The story of the lost coin and the sheep is a reminder of the lengths that God goes to in order to seek us out and keep us close to him. But this direct address is a challenge to those who decided to listen who want to be a follower, who choose to be a disciple. That there is a great deal riding on this. That even though God is seeking us out, we still have responsibilities and choices of our own. That the path of discipleship is not a passive one. There is no guarantee of an easy life. And this is not a gospel of prosperity. Far from it, Jesus is warning that following him may cost everything. Family, job, comfort, even life itself. So, do you still want to be a follower of Christ? Do you still want to be Jesus' disciple? Jesus, in this passage, isn't doing an easy sell here, is he? I mean, if he were a salesman, I'm not sure that he's doing a very good job, pointing out that in order to follow him, you have to be prepared to give up everything, even life itself. But that's the point. Jesus isn't a salesman. He isn't trying to sell eternal life or peace on earth. Jesus is reminding us of how the world really should be, what God's plan for the world was, what it is going to be again. There isn't a sales pitch because this isn't about us buying anything. It's about us making a choice. 
Do we want to live life as we were designed to be? That is, as people who love God? Or do we want to carry on living without God? It's our choice. But Jesus points out that this choice is a tricky one. He points out that it's a heroic one and a costly one. The reality is that despite the fact that Jesus knew his mission was to set the world back on course, to redeem and realign the universe, his life and death and resurrection was the start of the redemption plan. It is a plan that will continue to be worked out until heaven and earth are back together again when Jesus returns majestic and fulfills all the promises ever made. Jesus knew that until that time, everyone even remotely connected to him or his name were going to live dangerously. Jesus' people, his redeemed people, are always going to be countercultural, always stand out from the crowd, always be different, always be dangerous. Do you feel like you're living dangerously by being Jesus' disciple? Do you feel like the way that you behave challenges injustice? and therefore makes you dangerous? Are you questioning those who hold corrupt authority enough to be a threat to them? Do you ask questions of those who have strength and ask them if they fight for the weak? Do you fight for the rights of the poor and the marginalized? Do you risk everything for Jesus? Well, that's what Jesus asked that crowd 2,000 years ago. Do you really think that he's going to ask anything less of us today? Do you think he asks us to live comfortable, easy, pleasant lives or lives of risk and adventure? Now, I can't tell you what risk looks like. I think risk is different for every person What's risky for me might seem incredibly tame to you, even a bit unrisky. And Jesus isn't specific either, is he? He uses language of building and of war and of peace, great risky acts. But he doesn't necessarily expect us to go to war or to build towers. These are examples of risky plans that need to be well thought through before they're put into operation. Jesus is saying, think it through. Commit to me only when you know that you can really go through with it. Be prepared, plan very carefully. Think through the risk and be prepared for everything if you are going to follow me. Jesus is warning those of us who want cheap, grace, who want an easy ride, who come to him expecting to get more out of it than we put in. He's warning us that discipleship costs. Believing is one thing, living it out is a completely different thing. So, do you still want to be a follower of Christ? 
Do you still want to be a disciple? Take a moment and think about what you are willing to risk by being a follower of Jesus. Be honest with yourself. You might as well be honest with yourself because if you can't be honest with yourself, then how can you be honest with God who knows everything? God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of your hearts. You might be able to fool some people, but you can't fool God. Only agree to the full commitment of discipleship if you're willing to go the whole hog. You must be aware of the commitment that you are taking on. But I also must warn you that this is an extraordinary adventure. There will never, ever be a dull moment. It's like getting on a roller coaster, except for we don't know where that leads. So, do you still want to be a follower of Christ? Do you want to be Jesus' disciple? Let's pray together. Loving Father God, we thank you for saving, sending your son to redeem your world and us. We know that we have a part to play in your redemption plan. Each and every one of us is important to your kingdom. But the choice is mine and mine alone. Am I ready to give up everything and follow your son? Loving God, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we ask your Holy Spirit to enable us to be your disciples, to be your people on earth until the heavens and the earth are once again, equip us to be your people. Whatever happens, amen. Give us courage to give up things and give up ourselves to be like Jesus this Lent. Give your church courage to give up her preoccupation with herself and give more time to your mission in the world. Give your world courage to give up war and bitterness and hatred and to sink peace. Give us the courage to give up quarrels and strife and jealousy in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. Give us courage to give up our selfishness as we live for others and give time and care and comfort for the sick. And in the silence, we pray for any who are particularly on our heart today, who are suffering in body, mind, or spirit. Loving God, give us courage to give up our fear of death and to rejoice with those who have died in faith. And today we particularly give thanks for the faith of Sir Ken Dodd and we pray for his family and his friends. And drawing all of our prayers together, we pray the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.